Welcome to Prima's 2022 podcast series. My name is Shonda Ragland. I am the Director of Education at Prima. On this Prima podcast, Scott Kinkham will discuss cyber risk and youth protection. Scott is a Director and Senior Consultant at the School of Solutions. We will also be joined by Prima's Education Coordinator, Taekwon Gilbert. Taekwon will moderate the discussion. Enjoy the podcast. What is a mistake most youth-serving organizations make regarding risk management and cybersecurity? I think there's a couple, but the the biggest one is not having a statement or some type of policy in place that prohibits communications outside of any activities or programming involving minors. When you don't have a policy or a statement in place that says we prohibit any form of communication outside of what you are contracted or hired to do for your job, then you are leaving ample room and opportunities for people to do whatever they want because they feel like there's nothing stopping them. So in my opinion, that's the biggest piece of cyber safety or cyber security that most youth serving organizations are overlooking right now. How did you get involved in cybersecurity as a youth protection expert? Well, I was working at a university and there were policies in place in this particular land grant system that required individuals to prohibit communications. And they also attempted to require us to encrypt certain documents that were being emailed back and forth that had, you know, personal information or medical information on those documents. However, There were no checks and balances in place to ensure that these policies were actually being adhered to. So often people would email information out with people's personal medical history on it, or they would email documents with social security numbers, or people could feel inclined to go ahead and ignore the policy anyway and do what they wanted to do because there was no checks and balances in place to ensure that that you weren't actually going to do what we have said that you weren't going to do. So this became a big initiative for me. This became something that I would drive home constantly and with a lot of sincere passion behind it that we need to make sure that not only we protect people's information, but that we don't cross or blur the lines between what's appropriate and what's inappropriate in terms of online communication. So that's basically how I got started with this. What's the most prominent challenge youth-serving organizations face when preparing to provide programming and activities to minors? Again, it's the checks and balances. I have an Instagram account where School of Solutions, it's not mine, it belongs to School of Solutions, where we have over 60,000 followers. And when you are working on those accounts, and it's multiple people that have access to this account that post, it's very easy to get caught up with sending out personal information or having conversations that may be less than professional or may be considered inappropriate. So when you're not really familiar with the behind-the-scenes business accounts that social media provides, then you really don't understand how easy it is to blur the lines. You don't understand 
why you should specify what people should be able to give out to their followers and what they shouldn't. For example, School of Solutions have a policy where we don't give out any personal information besides our name, who we are, what we do. You don't give out your personal account information. You do not talk with any of the followers through your personal information. You do not use this form as a way to become anything more than what School of Solutions has allowed because we know what's taking place behind the scenes. However, many of our leaders don't. Many of our leaders may not even use social media personally, let alone for their businesses. So when you don't use it or you're not using it in this way, you don't know how easy it is for those lines to become blurred. So what I would encourage you servant organizations to consider is having a checks and balances in place or having some type of policy in place that says, this is what you're permitted to give out to followers when they ask you questions. This is what you're not permitted to disclose. This is what you're allowed to discuss. This is what you're not allowed to discuss so that people can understand these are the expectations and this is what we do not expect to see when we are checking your account or when we are checking the messages to see what is being followed and what isn't. What do you hope to see in the future of youth protection risk management in the area of cybersecurity? I would like to see more vigilance. What we fail to consider often is that cybercrime has exploded during the pandemic and cybercrime is happening all around us. And I think I read today where it says anywhere between up to 74% of adults have encountered someone who was attempting to scam them or con them online. So if it's up to 74% of adults, I can't even begin to imagine what that number or percentage would look like for youth. So we need to become more vigilant in understanding what ransom attacks are, what malware is, what Trojan horses are, and how easily you can click or do something that would not only give them access to minors, but let them infiltrate your organization in a way that might be destructive to your entire network. So vigilance is the key, knowing what is possible is the key and doing your very best to create awareness and educate others on how to prevent it is also the key. If you could change one thing regarding youth protection and cybersecurity, what would you change? I would definitely require all youth serving organizations to have some type of cyber safety training, not only for the employees, for the youth and the minors that participate in their programs and activities as well. I think that's key. Education is key here. And without it, you are putting everything at risk. So if I could change one thing, a part of the CAFTA Act would include cybersecurity and cyber safety training for not only the employees or the adults responsible for working with minors, but for the minors as well. We have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks to our speaker and all of our listeners. Please visit the Prima website to hear other Prima podcasts, view Prima webinars, read Prima blogs, and learn about other Prima educational resources. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and our very own Prima Talk. Have an amazing day.